0: Listening to the Cambridge Insider Podcast. On this episode, hosts Mariah and Stephen discuss how international education increases our U.S. national security. This episode is sponsored by St. Joseph Notre Dame High School. Since 1881, SJND has been welcoming students, educators, and guests to their tree lined campus in California campus is more than just a collection of buildings, it is their students and their team that bring the school to life. Thanks for listening.
1: Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. As always, my co-host Mariah Thompson. How is Texas this morning?
0: It is staying warm these days no back and forth last night it was like I was walking back into my house and it was still 75 so we will take that
1: (laughs) any international students that want to have just that moderate temperature right in the middle um at least during the winter months you should look at Texas we've got some great school partners in Texas as well Mm -hmm. um I'm excited because this is a uh, this is something. What we're going to be doing in the podcast today and what we're going to be discussing is certainly something that has um, been a part of many discussions for our team and, and discussions that we have with some of our college partners and some of our high school partners as well. So, Mariah, let me give it over to you. You're going to introduce today's topic, and we'll take it from there.
0: Yeah, so we are going to be taking a look at an article that came out. Um, it's rather new-ish. It came out when we were on our break in podcast between the seasons. So it's still new to when we've been airing our podcast. And it's from NASPA, the Association of International Educators. Um, and they are writing an article based on the White House launched their national security policy in the end of November. So this article is like. Their support and their challenge to what that is as it comes to education. So, in the national security policy that the White House released, they had a huge emphasis that they want to um increase the um the ability for Americans to have in higher education. They see that, like having that education and and this the strategy and people being equipped to do further sciences, Further technologies relies heavily on higher education, so it's important for them to have that in their policy to keep for for national security, so that we can compete um, with technologies that everyone else is developing. So that was a really big part of their plan. But what NASFA is saying is that they wanted to take it deeper and say, okay, yes, this is something that we need to do, and we totally agree. But let's also take that. a step further and do like what the American way is, is invite other cultures, invite other diversities um, by increasing international education within our policy as well. So um, that's what we're we'll talking about today. Stephen, as you were looking at the article and as we were discussing, what's your first thoughts about them straight up just challenging and kind of going for it?
1: i i love it i love 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 everything about the intro that you've given about the article about the challenges that have come up i think first and foremost i think it's important to any of our listeners when you hear us talk about national security don't get concerned don't think that we're going to be having a deep dive into politics um that's just the way in which uh you know this policy has fallen within the administration the current administration but um it really has to do with education i think i think um urging people to get um, you know to, to educate themselves further within the right disciplines um, where the country is in need, I think is is hugely important. It goes without saying. But I think more important than that. I think where the United States is right now um, in terms of a low birth rate, I think you've got to be looking not just at a individual college and high school level, but at a national level, at a, at a, at a White House or administrative level, What are we going to be doing to combat that low birth rate? How are we, number one, going to fill those positions in colleges? But secondary to that, how are we going to fill the positions that those graduates fill? How are we going to make sure that our economy can remain strong because people and students are, and great talent, is graduating year on year with great degrees where we are You know, So the big, um, I suppose the big uh, 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 word and the big, you know, uh, discipline thrown around the past couple of years has been STEM, right? We've been talking about STEM for mm-hmm. so many years, specifically because the degrees and, and the, the advances that we want to see and that we continue to see are within those STEM disciplines. But if we don't have enough students that are graduating, if we don't have enough students to fill those you know positions to be able to graduate, those disciplines that, that um, you know, uh, contribute so much to the economy uh, will fall by the wayside. And uh, as a larger American economy, that'll have catastrophic, uh, uh, you know, uh, effects. So I think it's I think it's great. I think the fact that NAFSA are taking this to the next level and saying, let's look at international education, I think is the smartest thing to do because, uh, as we all know, there's a low birth rate. We're going to be seeing the effects of that in the next five to ten years. Um, and it's really important for us to to strategize around how we can yeah, uh, you know, still continue to grow both at the individual level, but also at the national level.
0: Yeah, that kind of goes into the first top, uh, the first like section of it that I want to talk about. That's in the article, which is that U.S. is fueled by global talent. I also just want to re- re- reiterate what Stephen was saying about national security. Like this article isn't like saying like we should all be terrified. We don't have technology. It's more so just saying like. The US is known for wanting to compete with what the world is doing. Like, we don't want to be the last to know something. I just like think about I when I was reading this article, I just kept thinking about um, when we were racing to be the first people on the moon and like racing to, to get stuff in NASA out. Um, it's kind of like the same way They're They're just preparing to be matched. They don't want to be the last one in there. So, um, having these programs be pushed is just a part of that. It's not necessarily anything that we need to be worried about, which I'm sure some people are, which is totally fine. That's their thing. But, um, this is just more so just having America, um, Be in line with everyone else and what they're doing. Um, So, Stephen, you talked about the STEM, the STEM classes and the STEM degrees um, that you mentioned is a big topic for international education. Um, This article actually talks about that too. Um, They were saying that the um, like for when it comes to higher education, like master's degrees. um, Oh, I think it's like. Maybe 50%. I'll have to double check the article. Um, I'll post it in the notes too, so you guys can look. But it's a significant amount of those students that are graduating with those degrees are international students. So it's clear that these departments are already seeing the value in international education. So Stephen, like, based off your knowledge, like, what what does an international student add to the classroom that's different than just uh, just uh, American students. There's there's some extra layers that having multicultural um, diversity in the classroom. What have what have you seen?
1: Absolutely, it's a great question. I, I just before I answer that question, I'm going to sort of bring something else into sure. the answer. When you gave the example of NASA, I, I, I you know and, and and sort of the race to to be the first people on the moon. I think more recently, the race to develop a a COVID vaccine is the yeah. perfect example of how. Being at the front end edge of of science and technology allows you uh, to to be the bearer of good news for the world, essentially. If we think about the difference that the COVID vaccine made in terms of travel, in terms of normalizing life again. um, And and the reality about that COVID vaccine is that, I don't have the exact details, but so many of those companies that were involved in developing the first COVID vaccines and many of the therapeutics thereafter had many international students, that are currently living and working yeah. in the US. That were part of those teams, part of those science teams that were developing those vaccines. So that's the perfect example of we've attracted talent as America. Those that talent has been given an incredible opportunity to graduate with a master's degree, but importantly thereafter they've remained in the country. So we've 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 maintained as a country that intellectual um, you know benefit of having incredibly smart people that have graduated in the right degrees that are contributing. And making vaccines and making great new technology, so many great companies, Fortune 500 companies that you can think of, that in some way, shape, or form are influenced or led or have been founded by somebody who's an international student who's been given that 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 American dream, right? You come to America, you have access to such wonderful opportunities, and then you can contribute to the economy and contribute to the American people and to the global order of things and the global movement. So that's really important. I think. A great, great, uh, you know, question that you asked. I think we often think about international students adding diversity to uh, to campuses, which absolutely they do. Um, you know, so many schools and colleges and people and and households that we talk to want to have that international experience. How can we add more diversity, more more culture, more uh, you know, more difference to our campuses? Because not only is that a great way to learn about different cultures, mm-hmm. and cultures but it's a great way for people to also challenge their ways of thinking. Both the international students that are coming here, but also the households and students that are American by nature to be able to challenge the ways in which we think, why do we want to do that? Because that's going to lead to more higher, you know, uh, uh, greater ideas. It's going to lead to us questioning the way in which we've thought about things and perhaps refining it to find a better solution that not only fits us in our situation, but fits a world order and fits some kind of, um, you know, multicultural solutions that we can find. So I think that diversity, that ability to challenge the way in which we think is super important. For colleges and, and the high schools as well, we must never look past the fact that international students, they add that diversity, they add to the community, they also add to our financial, um, you know, ability to meet budgets. They are full paying mm-hmm. students that come here. Often many of them are, are maybe not offered scholarships because they're international students. So they're full paying students that pay upfront, And for four or five years, you can, as an institution, bank on getting that, in addition to the great diversity, in addition to the great, um, you know, community that you're building with international students. So I think it's so important to have those, uh, you know, families and students as part of our community.
0: Yeah, it's totally great. Um, For, so in the U.S., this is something that we have known for a while, which is why we do it. We, we, We are constantly changing our policies on how long an international student can stay, um, job policies, etc. But the U.S. is a top destination, but the competition is growing, which is a, a section that in this article they highlight and that the U.K. and Canada is also jumping on board, which they probably have for a while. But more recently, Um, They've been also changing their policies as well. So um, for maybe a student um, that's listening or um, a school that sees this and feels a hindrance, what has always set apart America to be that top place? Um, What is what have you seen the trends even in just your amount of time working for Cambridge? Like how often have you seen these policies change to continue to be that top place um, for students?
1: that's a that's a great question, right? Um, I, I think it's it's twofold. I think the fact that America has, for many many years, been seen as the the um, torchbearer of education in the West. Uh, you know, um, uh, the the fact that that we have these incredible colleges that continue to do incredible research that continue to 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 graduate incredible talent that go on to be world leaders that go on to be ceos that go on to be entrepreneurs that found companies not massive companies always but small companies that are employing 10 20 50 100 people mm-hmm. i think that plays very much into the, the notion that you know the us is the top 10 de- destination the us traditionally also has had an incredibly globally a very strong economy. So many graduates that that think about, or or many students that think about where do I want to graduate? They think the US is a great place to graduate. Why? Because I'll be able to find a job once I graduate. Again, very true. So these are both important factors. I will say one of the concerns is that it's a little cyclical, meaning um, as long as you continue to allow international students into the country and they can graduate and potentially then uh, contribute to the economy and find a job, the US will still continue to be considered a great destination those <laughs> students will not only become entrepreneurs and you know be success stories that other students looking for options will say i want to be that but those students will also go into research and continue to be yeah. pushing the us to and the us uh, colleges to be at the forefront of of research at the at the university level as soon as you start bringing down the numbers of international students that come into the country as soon as you start making it more difficult guess what happens? You have fewer graduates, you have fewer people that are contributing to top end research, you have fewer entrepreneurs that are becoming that American dream, and so new students that are looking for destinations are going, maybe the U.S. is not the place that I want to go to. Um, And you're right, over the past couple of years, uh, you know, uh, the U.K., Canada, places like Australia and New Zealand have become great destinations for students that they can find fairly inexpensive education and still a really high quality of education um and and i hope that and i and i feel as if it is because i see the wheels churning i hope that it's been a little bit of a a um, reminder to the us just of how important those international students are because many of these other countries have gone the us have been just you know uh taking in all these great kids taking in all these great students and seeing the benefits of that we want a part of that yeah Um, And it, again, you have spoken so much about all of the the great contributions they make to the, I think the last number I saw, don't quote me on this, but the last number I saw is that in the US alone, international education is a $40 billion industry annually. Mm. Now, again, don't quote me on the number, but it comes, you know, it comes in terms of the numbers of uh, the tuition numbers that are coming in. It comes in terms of, Creating jobs for teachers and for for professors that can teach these students yeah. and that can ultimately graduate these kids. So um I think it's just so important that we get back on track a little bit. Um but uh, you know, I think uh I, I do think the US remains a great destination for students and, and I hope they continue to see that. I hope we continue to to advertise that American dream because you know I'm'm I'm a fortunate recipient of it, not so much in terms of the education <laughs> side of it, but i I can speak to you know, the wonderful opportunity that this country has given me and so many people that I know as well. So I hope that that continues long may it may it be an option for students.
0: Awesome. yeah. so that is the the last point of the article. um if you're looking to I uh, read through it, I'll put it in the show notes. I do want to say one thing that I loved and I didn't know um but uh, the creators of Zoom, it was the technology was created from an international student um, here, and so I'm like, oh, we use that literally <laughs> for everything. And when COVID hit, like that was like saving grace for everybody.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, there's, okay,
0: here we go. Love that. And there's that. so many,
1: there's so many companies that have, and and uh, you know, I certainly don't want to sit here and go, oh, we only need international students to right. be successful. Absolutely not. There are incredible natural born american leaders yes. and ceos and, and entrepreneurs that are doing great things i think the point of this podcast is to say that that in addition to this in the international aspect where you get this uh, you know different aspect that our challenging thoughts makes america what america is so yeah. um, you know we hope long may that continue there's so many companies that have this great combination of of international leaders and domestic leaders that you know are just great companies that mm-hmm. we often look up to uh, again so long may that continue
0: yeah, I, I like to think that I am an American student that contributes a lot, but I also just <laughs> learned so much from other cultures and challenged by other point of views that you don't have. So like even working for Cambridge, it has broadened my mind to think worldly versus just here. So um, it's it's just, it goes hand in hand together. You n- you need both.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome <laughs> stuff. Uh, Mariah, I've got to thank you because again, you've come up Right on top in terms of finding <laughs> just great content that I think makes me enthusiastic, but I hope that our listeners, you know, both colleges, uh, high schools, students, families, uh, agents that are listening can just be empowered by by some of the content that we discuss. Yeah. Remember to reach out, remember to post any sort of questions that you have um, and remember to like, listen and subscribe. That's the Cambridge Insider podcast. Uh, Mariah, any final thoughts from your side?
0: Yeah, if you're listening and you're at a university or college um and you are intrigued and want international students at your campus but don't know where to begin, uh shoot us an email. I'll put it in the notes too. We would love to discuss your goals um and what you're looking for, what programs you have, and how we can help support you in that. Um, because we really do believe for it and we have services for you. So we want to help support you there.
1: Well said. To all of our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in as always. And we'll catch you around the next episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. For more Cambridge updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Have a great week and stay connected.